That? Selfie stick? Can you say hello? Welcome to Brave Talks, part two of my interview with Carolyn Miranda Cook. This is my co-host, Oliver Joseph. Can you say hello? Hi. So if you um, could tell your 14-year-old self or maybe a, another 14-year-old girl, I don't know if you struggled with um, body image and self-confidence, <clears throat> some of your tools for self-confidence, maybe one that stands out right now. Is there anything that you would tell that young Carolyn? So don't laugh at me, but I truly thought I was going to wake up one day and be confident. Like, I was just like, okay, like someday, you know, I see these women that are older than me. Like, I'm just going to wake up one day and like be confident and be done. Um, so I think the moment that I realized that it wasn't going to be a day <laughs> where I woke up and confident and done, when I realized it was more of a journey than a fi final destination, that's when it started to click for me because I realized it was this massive thing that I could barely get my head around. And once I realized, Oh, I don't, I don't need to get my head around it in one day. Like I can chip away at it. And you know, sometimes it's, you're going to take 10 steps back and then you're going to go five steps forward. So it's, you know, it's, um, you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. But for me, when I realized it doesn't have to be like a finish line, um, that, helped me make it a little more manageable. So I would tell, I would tell her that, that um, it's a process and it, it's going to take baby steps to work on it and get better at it every day. Now for me, I use a lot of mindfulness practices. So um, a couple things that I would share with my 14 year old self would first be meditation and learning how to breathe through emotion and um, regain control over and authority over my body and my thoughts. And also one important tool that I would share with my 14 year old self is the objectivity of my thoughts, that they are not who I am and that I can, I can see them. I'm feeling fat today. Not that there's anything wrong with being fat, but I'm, this is how I'm feeling. Um, I, need to be thinner because my clothes are tight. I need bigger breasts because my boyfriend said I need implants. I, whatever these thoughts are, right? So we have the opportunity to observe them and notice them and say, hmm, that's interesting that I think that, you know, my, my clothes are too tight. So like maybe I can just get new clothes that fit me better mm -hmm. um, instead of identifying with that thought and saying, I am this thought, and then going into a spiral of negative self-talk. I struggle with that still. And so like being able to sit and breathe and learn how to meditate and, and regain control. And then when those thoughts appear, you say thought and catch yourself when that thought comes and say, I see this thought. It's not who I am. And so I can disassociate with it and see it for what it is, but I don't have to identify with it. I think that would have been a powerful tool for my 14 year old self, something that I could have actually done and practiced and gotten really good at from a young age. It's not, it's hard to do to, to acknowledge your thoughts when they pop up, but when you can start practicing it and be like, oh, 
that's not me, that's just a thought. Mm -hmm. It's really empowering and so relieving to take a step aside and, and put some space between you and that negative association um, and just recognize it. And even, even the, the positive associations, identifying with things that aren't you can be dangerous, whether it's like the ego and the this and the that, or it's this negative self-talk. And so just being able to be confident in who I am and who my 14-year-old self is and knowing that I'm valuable just the way that I am and worthy just the way that I, I was, I am. Um, and recognizing all of the things that go on and saying, okay, I see you. That's interesting, but you're not me. Mm -hmm. And like, I can acknowledge you so you don't have power over me. But that is one of my um, really great tools. Another thing that I do is journal. Mm -hmm. I, I keep a digital journal just because that's kind of our lives now. We're on the go. I have paper journals too, but I find the digital is really easy for me to go back and read. Um, I, I do, I've started actually keeping a food journal, nothing strict like calorie counting or anything. And it's been a whole new world for me. Um, because in the past I would go down the, what's that? It's keeping yourself accountable. Keeping accountable to feeling well and eating nutritious foods that make me feel good. And, um, especially like, you know, during quarantine, I'm sitting here and I, I kind of feel like the other day I was aching and. It's like, what is going on? I had inflammation and I wasn't sleeping well. I was like, I'm going to start. So I journal um, just like basics, but I say like for breakfast, what I have, um, caffeine intake, because that adds a whole lot of stress to your body. And for me, I noticed that the caffeine um, turns it turns into, um, I have motor tics, so it's not like Tourette's. Uh, where it's verbal, but it's like these breathing ticks. And if I can limit my caffeine, I feel better and more confident. Um, and I also journal my stressors. So when I'm walking throughout the day and I feel myself either getting like a motor tick, which is so funny, but um, it happens. So I, um, I'll stop and acknowledge what just happened so that I can catch myself and say like, so I realized that this isn't like in alignment with my body. It doesn't make me feel good. So I can acknowledge it and just work on practicing, not doing that certain right. pattern. Um, and so journaling has been a great tool for me um, just to acknowledge what makes me feel well. And when I, when I feel well, my self-esteem is great and I'm feeling confident. So that helps me a lot with my confidence, no matter what size I'm at. Um, so that has helped. I don't know. Are there any tools that you do that, I just want to reiterate your second tip about um, kind of distancing yourself from thoughts. I think that's so important, but especially important for 14 year olds now because of social media and trolls and bullies online, or even just following somebody that you aspire to and you're comparing to online. Um, it can be really hard um, being online now and, and social media has the power and potential to be such a beautiful supportive place, but there's also a dark and ugly side. So I think, um, you know, going back to the point of separating those thoughts, but also filling your feed with people who bring you up and fill you right. with 
joy and spark your confidence and spark those positive thoughts and that when you're logging on you're not feeling less than or down after you log on you're feeling supported and maybe a little boost um so i think that's important to be mindful of as well what about unfollowing unfollow oh my gosh i mean uh there's i i think it's so important to unfollow people that don't make you feel good or if you have to follow them for whatever reason um you know instagram has you can mute them so you're not actively seeing their con your their content in your in your feed um it's so important i mean especially social media being my job i have to set some boundaries uh from a mental health perspective of who and what and how much i'm consuming um because it, it, it can make you a little crazy sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have unfollowed. It's interesting, too, when you start following people that lift you up, you start to get them as suggested suggestions yeah. of who to follow. And so over the course of like a few years, I've been able to switch what I'm seeing. And you can see in your life, like your energy shifts, yeah. your confidence shifts. So when I follow those women you suggest, all of a sudden I get more women like that and I'm feeling really inspired and I'm feeling normal again, you know, like, oh, there are people that are out there, you know, doing their thing that's not posting these fake pictures that make me feel like I'm not doing, I'm not good enough. I'm not sharing the right content. I'm not, you know, so, um, yeah. That and I think another really important point is let's just say, for example, let's just something that, is non-controversial <clears throat> food let's just say you know you can have two people that post about food um one can be like here is food this is how you nourish your body with food um you know consider this food yeah or somebody that's like eat this food you better eat this or else da, da, da. like there's there's two different ways to yeah. present topics and i've been noticing um especially lately that I've been trying to fill my feed with voices that bring me peace, bring me joy. And even if it's an, a topic that I'm not comfortable discussing, um, it's sometimes delivered in a way that I'm able to, okay, let me stop, let me listen, let me hear it out. Um, and there's so many different ways to get a message across. So I think no matter what your interests are, or whatever you want to talk about, I think there's a lot of power in different ways of sharing and explaining. Absolutely. Um, so two things in regards to food. Um, the reason I keep a food journal, just because some people don't know coming onto the show, maybe it's a new listener, is we have food allergies in our house. Yes. So we are very mindful of the way that we feel when we eat certain things. And I just didn't want it to come off as um, a control thing. Yes. Oh, and yes. so it's really important to the safety of um the individuals in our house, I'm still nursing, so I have to be very careful with what I eat and what I'll ever eat. So wanted to just make that point very clear. Um, and also, have you heard of health at every size? Yes. It's a registered dietitian's hashtag slash coaching style where it's the anti-diet diet plan, basically. And um, it's so amazing because they talk about nourishment and how like control and calorie counting and deprivation and exercise disorders are um, not sustainable and how they take 
they'll coach any client and it, weight loss doesn't have to be a goal and that you can be healthy truly at any size. Weight is not an indicator of health. That's old 1960s propaganda um, that's not supported by science. So it's really interesting to keep educating ourselves on topics that we're unfamiliar with and make space for that and um, to be open-minded to, to new thoughts and ideas like, hey, did you know health at every size is actually scientifically supported that you can be healthy at a size 20 or a size two, but it, you know, based on your genetics and um, your mindfulness practice and, you know, your lifestyle, um, that's really what defines your health. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with um, your tools for self-confidence, you know, dressing yourself? Maybe you have some tips on how to feel confident in your outfits. I love by the way, your pictures that you sent me. Oh, like, yeah. Can you style me? You are so good. Oh gosh. So one thing you'll have, you feel free to cut me off here because once I get going on undergarments, I can't stop. So one thing that I've learned and so grateful for my experience as a model is I've learned so much about undergarments and bras and shapewear and, um, one of the things I've always shared on my platform is how to dress for your curves. I'm a size 14 woman. Um, and I don't necessarily think there's anything really that extraordinary about that, but, um, somehow I've been able to relate and connect to people who are size six, who are size 26, because I'm kind of like in the middle of this spectrum here, sizing wise, and where I've really felt like I've hit my stride is undergarments. And so many people don't know about properly fitting bras, underwear, shapewear, and there's a lot of shame att attached yeah. to it. So uh, one of the things I can say is you can, be, you can wear a $10 outfit um, and you can look and feel amazing if your undergarments are on point. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So one out of eight women are wearing the wrong size bra. So I've kind of made it my, I don't know, lifelong goal. If I can get that statistic down to like one out of seven, one out of six, um, and, and use my platform as a resource to just teach and share people, um, about undergarments and it, it's, it's normal. We're, we all talk about it. We all wear them. We all don't, whatever you do or don't want to wear. It's all about finding yourself, uh, finding the tools and resources and tips and tricks to be your most confident self. So whether that's a properly fitting bra, whether that's a piece of shapewear, whether it's not wearing shapewear, whatever that means for you to be comfortable and confident. Yeah, um, I agree. It's important to be open-minded because I think so many of us are quick and easy to buy a dress, but um, if you don't have the right bra to go underneath that dress or you don't feel supported, there's nothing worse than getting dressed and, and seeing the quadraboob or poking out or something that um quadruple can change it all for you it really can and, and i sound so silly but i i mean a properly fitting bra will change your life no matter what size you are people are like oh i don't have boobs as big as it doesn't matter it will change your life i i promise you that <laughs> you have told me that i think you told me like 
I don't know, six or eight months ago, you're like, girl, you need a new bra. Like that one's not your size. I'm like, what? You're like, yeah, I'm willing to bet. This is not your size. You need to go to Nordstrom and get fitted. And then quarantine hit. And I was like, I guess I just am in my nursing bra until quarantine's over. So do you, do you think that the underwear that we wear is indicative of our energy, our life, joy, our pleasure? Do you think it, it speaks volumes for our personality? For sure, it can be. I mean, I, I mean, you don't have to wear a red bra if you don't want to, but um, there's so many different styles and shapes and um, options out there that I think we all think that we need a new t-shirt bra. And sure, it has the time and place, but you don't really need that every day. Um, so absolutely, I mean, it, it's there's it it it's creates a ripple effect right so you put your undergarments on you feel supported oftentimes you feel um especially if you're a larger chested woman a properly fitting bra will almost kind of minimize you and, and have you feel a little bit more compact um and then you're like okay i feel good i have my underwear on i put my <laughs> on. and then your, your clothes just fit better and then yeah. your posture is you're just standing a little bit better and you, you go outside and you, you have your day and it's just like a ripple effect of confidence and positive things that happen because it started um, not only inside, but on that first layer outside, you know? So true. It's funny, but it's so true. And yeah. you're right. I even know, um, so after I had my explant, which is having my breast implants removed, I had over 200 women undergo explant procedures after I shared about my procedure. Amazing. And now, not to date the video, but Chrissy Teigen is undergoing an explant because like you said, she wow. was uncomfortable with the way that her clothes were fitting. She didn't feel confident because her shirt buttons would always pop open. And um, so it does start at that like first, whether it's skin deep or that first layer, like a lot of confidence starts there. And you have inspired me to go lingerie shopping. So congratulations, Matt, who's upstairs working in the office. Your wife is going to have a whole new lingerie collection. Um, so give me a quick tip sheet. I'm gonna go buy some lingerie to make me feel confident. Um, how do I do it with 200 bucks? Sure, so first things you wanna focus on are fit. Um, and I usually recommend a Nordstrom or a local specialty shop because they usually I say like nine times out of 10 know what they're doing. Um, but there are things that you can do going into your experience to be better equipped rather than just like, give me a bra. Um, so there's three main tips to know whether or not your bra fits. That center wire, um, I would show you mine, but I'm pretty, my bra is pretty sheer. Um, the center wire should be laying flat in between your breasts against your chest. Okay. okay. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check while we do this. Perfect. Okay. That center wire should be laying flat against your chest. Um, the cup should be, the wire back here should be behind all of your breast tissue, not sitting on top of it. Okay. And then um, the band in the Wait, back. Wait, does the breast tissue also include the, the armpit fat? Yes. You gotta like swoop and scoop it in. So most okay. people aren't even putting their bras on correctly. Yeah, so even if it's okay. So shove the armpit fat into bra. That's a great tip. I like to call it the swoop and scoop. Swoop and scoop. I love it. So you swoop. My left arm is feeling a lot more confident than my right arm. 
So you want to swoop all that breast tissue ahead of this, this bottom wire here. Okay. And you also want to make sure your band is flat against your back and parallel to the floor. So a lot of people, theirs will be riding up to their neck, okay. will be kind of tugging and whatever. Yeah. Another thing important to note that your band is the one doing the heavy lifting, not the straps. So if okay. you're lifting yourself with red marks on your shoulders at the end of the day, yeah. your straps are doing too much heavy lifting. So that causes stress on my shoulders. Me too. I have the worst neck pain. Um, with sports bras too. Yes. That's why I, I rarely wear razor back. But um, so a properly fitting bra, you put it on and you don't think about it throughout the day. So if you're noticing yourself throughout the day, adjusting, strapping, kind of uncomfortable, your bra probably doesn't fit. Okay. Um, if it does fit and it is uncomfortable, you probably haven't found the right style for your shape yet. Okay. That's another thing too, is people get embarrassed because they're like, oh, my one breast is bigger than the other. That's completely normal. Eight or more out of 10 women um, are um, different shapes or different sizes on, on either side. So it's completely normal. There are plenty of resources and or plenty of styles out there to accommodate women of all shapes and sizes. You just kind of have to know where to look and where to go. And that's why I recommend a Nordstrom because their fit specialists are trained usually um, and then uh, a local specialty shop, usually they will know what's, what's going on as well. Awesome. That's such great advice. I also know, um, you probably know this too, since you're the expert, um, after nursing or during nursing, yeah. especially the beginning, like five months, your boobs are like boulders. They get like so huge. And there's the ligament, the Cooper's ligament under your breast that is so important to support and when you're getting back into your movement journey um if you choose to like go for runs or whatever like my boobs would like hit me in the face and, be like, boo, boo. and i called my lactation consultant and i was like dude you know like what's going on how do i hold these puppies down and is this forever and fortunately you know your breasts adjust they're never quite the same but that's okay because we're super women and we're awesome um, and we all go through this transformation. I heard the quote, uh, never, it's never to focus on, I mean, I haven't had children yet, but you never want to focus on bouncing back. You want to spring forward. Spring forward. Your new mm. body, a new, um, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So do you have any tips on, um, new mothers for like nursing bras and new moms? Yes. yes. So, um, Clearly, I'm not a mom, don't have kids yet, but my sister-in-law just had a kid, so I was able to kind of use her as an experiment and learning opportunity there. So um, when you are pregnant, um, you may want to consider going to get fitted into a size that has um, some give and stretch. So a size that will grow kind of with you um, because you are going to get bigger. Um, sometimes, sometimes not. Um, Wire-free options will definitely be your friend, especially um, post-childbirth. Um, and then I would say, depending on how much you've fluctuated in size, I've heard people between three and six months after breastfeeding to go and get fitted again. Um, yeah. I think I waited until like month six. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like at five, my breast started like adjusting. And then okay. month six, I like got back to ish normal, but also the idea of like your body changing, like my body didn't start 
really changing, changing back to my normal size and body until like month eight to 10, maybe, maybe 10, because it was just, we accumulate stress in our body differently and we release it at different stages. And so I wouldn't rush to like, I would just wait until your body feels like normal again, you know? For sure. And it's going to be different. It's going to be a new normal. Um, yes. But it, it is possible to feel supported and feel good and just might okay. take a little bit of trial and error. Well, speaking of support, I just want to say thank you for all of your support for women all over the world. And for me, because you were truly the only model to ever acknowledge my story and say, hey, that is going on. And no one is talking about all of these crazy things that are happening in the plus size modeling industry. And just by hearing and listening to the story and, and acknowledging you were in the same position as me, um, and it was happening before your eyes as well, it was so powerful um, to have somebody bear witness to that. So in, in, in that special place that you are in because we were going through similar experiences. So thank you so much for all of your support and for being so generous with your stories and your tips and your experiences. And uh, I look forward to sharing, you know, your journey with all of the viewers and listeners. And uh, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you taking the time to chat. I know it's been, been it's kind of funny. We've, we've never officially met, but I feel like we've lived very oh, yeah. parallel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Universes. Oh, yeah. I look forward to the day I can just give you a big non-germ hug. I know. Well, there's right ways to hug now. You can, like, hug looking opposite ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for your bravery and keep pioneering the – um, I don't want to say body positive, but the self-love revolution Absolutely. and the undergarment revolution. And I look forward to sending you some snapshots of my new lingerie. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I'm like, it, it might sound weird, but it's not. I get tons of raw pics in my DMs every day. <laughs> my life is about to change. Yes, I'm excited for you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Have an amazing day. And uh, I hope you stay safe the rest of the quarantine and look forward to following your journey. Take care.